the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. Let's get straight into the headline news. Top of the hour. Did California GOP gubernatorial candidate Meg Whitman shove an eBay employee is the big question. On Monday, North Carolina Congressman Bob Etheridge apologized for viciously grabbing a student reporter and now word of a roughhousing Republican. The New York Times reporting that California GOP gubernatorial candidate Meg Whitman, the once chief exec of eBay, uttered an expletive and pushed or physically guided a subordinate out of her eBay conference room in 2007. The company reportedly paid the employee a six-figure settlement. Whitman takes on California Attorney General Democrat Jerry Brown in November. Jeff Manasso, Fox News Radio. I don't know how I feel about that story. First and foremost, if you get beat up by Meg Whitman, you kind of get what you deserved. But second, when you hear him, uh, Jeff Manasso, say that he got, she guided an employee out of a room, I'm in a studio right now, and we got a guy here who I basically call the human cancer. He'll come into my studio and, and like, get in my face. He's got bad breath. I'll be like, go, go, go. Shoo, 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 shoo with you. Get out of my, my, my room. And sometimes I'll touch him a little bit, like, go, 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 go. I don't want to, I don't have time to waste with you. I hope one day I don't run for governor and the human cancer releases and leaks to the public that somehow I pushed him and shoved him out of a room. Because trust me, that ain't what's happening. You know, that's not, it's not like I'm, I'm being a bully. It's just, he's got bad breath and he has nothing to add to anything. And he just, he's kind of like, he comes and sucks your time away like a vampire. He's very vampiric. So the way Meg Whitman shove, I'm not going to hold it against her and, and just note that, you know, if she beat an employee black and blue, I would have a big problem with that. But this I don't have a big problem with. And again, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I, I truly, truly feel about it, but that's kind of where I'm lining up. Next up, 5.7 magnitude earthquake. It shook Southern California Monday night. We are experiencing a tremor right now, an earthquake here at the ballpark. Play stopped briefly at last night's Blue Jays-Padres game in San Diego. The crowd cheered, but rumbling was also felt in L.A. and Long Beach. And scientists call the quake an aftershock of the magnitude 7.2 quake that shook Southern California on Easter. Aftershocks that they say can go on for months, even years. We have been seeing significant activity in the aftershock zone since April, mainly of earthquakes in the 2.0 to 3.0 range. That's geophysicist Richard Buckmaster. No reports of significant damage. Jeff Manasso, Fox News Radio. I throw that up there, and I could easily have done the floodings in the, the Midwest. Just as a reminder, bad things happen. And at some point in time, we're going to get hit with a big earthquake, and your home that's worth a million, it's going to be worth about 600000 Your home that's worth 600000 is be worth about 450000 when a big earthquake hits, and it's been a while since 1989, since the Bay Area has had a big one, home prices fall. 
If you had bought a home the day before the big 1989 earthquake, it took you seven years to get whole, to get even. So think about the people that did, you know. They missed out. They missed out, and they got hurt, and they got they, they their growth got retarded. Again, seven years to you doesn't sound like a long time, because I'm going to live to 90. I'm immortal. I'm going to live to 90. But the reality is you only have 20 to 60, 40 years to really to put your, your, your polish on the world, show the world what you're able to create and wealth. Earthquakes happen. Floods out of nowhere happen. And you may not even think of it. Those people that got washed away in the river and died from a rainstorm? Like, are you kidding me in America? Well, this isn't a third world country. I guess parts of the middle part of uh, America are a third world country, but you get the idea. Uh, prepare for the inevitable. Prepare for it. Have an emergency fund. Know that you're not as strong as you think you are. And know that, financially speaking, do the best you can to save as much as you can. Next up, he decided to take out Osama bin Laden all by himself. Listen to this. This guy, I'm going to give him the alpha male of the week because this dude has some testosterone. A California man detained in Pakistan. He was armed and on the hunt. Fox News Radio's Alistair Winkler reports. He was arrested carrying a pistol, a sword, and night vision gear. 52-year-old American construction worker Gary Brooks Faulkner seized in mountains in northern Pakistan close to the Afghan border. That's a region where Osama bin Laden has sometimes been thought hiding. No word if the would-be hunter was motivated by the $50 million bounty. He says God was guiding him, and when he first told that to Pakistan police, an official says they laughed. In London, Alistair Wanklin, Fox News Radio. I heard that story, and I'm like, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone's going to Afghanistan to get Bin Laden. He really thinks he's Rambo. But anyway, I'm surprised more people aren't in Afghanistan running around and trying to get Bin Laden. $50 million for his head. Next up, he's a little man, and we miss him. He died last month, and now a judge has made an order regarding Gary Coleman's remains. Fox News Radio's Sabrina Sabah has the latest. The former child actor's body will be cremated after 48 hours. A Utah judge has appointed an independent attorney to oversee Coleman's estate and the cremation of his remains until a dispute between Coleman's ex-wife and his ex-girlfriend is settled. Coleman's ex-wife, Shannon Price, and his former girlfriend and manager, Anna Gray, both contend they are the lawful administrators of his estate. Gray is named in a 2005 will, but Price is named in a 2007 handwritten note by Coleman that's intended to amend any earlier wills and names Price as the sole heir. So this comes back to me, is update your will and update your estate plan. In large part, you're going to die. Even Gary Coleman dies. I know you're saying, I thought he was an angel. I thought God touched him. He was so small. He had liver problems. He made us all so happy. Even Gary Coleman dies. And look at this mess he's left behind. Is he married? Is he not married? Who's he married to? Common law marriage. Bicker, 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 bicker. I've got four brothers and a sister. When my mom dies, and my mom just uh, fell the other day, broke three ribs. Uh, She's in the hospital. She's going to die at some point. She's had a couple strokes. She's in a lot of pain. They've uh, detected a murmur in her heart. I hope, I hope her will is in, in, in good shape. I hope the estate plan is sell everything. Because I know my older brother, Clint, and I'm not going to say the word bastard, but bastard, he's going to try to, he's going to try to move into her home. He's kind of had a rough five years. He's been married twice. Well, he's been married twice, and he's still married to a second wife. And He's got four kids, two from the... Well, actually, he's been married three times. Whoops. He's got two kids from the pre- first marriage, two kids from the second marriage. 
and a kid with a third marriage. So he's got five little rugrats. I mean, our sperm, we got good stuff in my family, if you know what I'm saying. Um, anyway, that's a, just a mess. He wants to move into the house. He lost his job in Saudi Arabia 10 years ago, last five years. He's doing pretty good. He works for the United States Department of Defense, and he's got high-level security clearance. But he wants that house for some reason. I don't know if it's because he worked in Saudi Arabia for 20 years, but he wants it. And it's going to destroy our family when it happens, because I want nothing to do with it. I asked my mom a couple of years ago for a frying pan and a rocking chair. Got the frying pan, got the rocking chair. I want nothing else. My brother Dave's going to hate my brother Clint. My, brother, my sister Susan, her husband's going to hate my brother Clint if, if it turns into, we just want the money. We don't want the house. We find it. I personally find it creepy, the thought of living in my mother's house. I find that very creepy. I don't, for some reason, I want to be my own man. I'm not sure about you. Elsewhere in the world of headline news, Dr. Conrad Murray in Los Angeles courthouse yesterday to find out if he could keep his medical license. The state medical boards requested that Murray's license be pulled. He's facing manslaughter charges since the June 2009 death of pop star Michael Jackson outside the courthouse. Fans of Jackson, like this woman, Michelle, want to make sure Murray is punished for his involvement in the death of the King of Pop. I came here to fight for justice for Michael because he was wrongfully killed. Um, I believe Conrad Murray did it. If you elect me governor of the state of California, I will euthanize Michelle. Any Michael Jackson fans who are standing outside the courtroom, I will euthanize. I will make our gene pool stronger. And finally, it's been a rough summer so far at the box office. Fox News Radio's Sabrina Sabah. She's got the story. It's been one bomb after another in theaters. Big summer movies opening well below the projected ticket sales, like Robin Hood, Sex and the City 2, and Prince of Persia. But there is some good news. The only way to stop them is to face them. The Karate Kid, starring Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan, earned $56 million over the weekend, substantially more than expected. The remake of the popular 80s film registered the highest opening for a non-sequel since the $61.2 million rung up in early April by Clash of the Titans. Sabrina Sabah, Fox News Radio. Oh, good God. Do I need to say it again? Hollywood is just stinking up the joint this year. It's been a bad year. And again, that's one of the reasons why I focus on things like E3 and outlets for our entertainment energy elsewhere. 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Don't forget, tonight I'm going to stop by Kimball's from 5 to 7. I'd love to meet you out there. Absolutely positively not required. Jack London Square, gorgeous Gorgeous weather right now. Make sure you uh, stop by and say hello if you can. Kimball's tonight, 5 to 7. I'll be there. Um, and I'll be wearing something very casual. You'll recognize me because I'll be the guy who looks casual, who's just had his, his buttocks invaded by a doctor because I've got a doctor's appointment today from at 2 to get a, a pretty aggressive physical. So I'll have the not-so-happy uh, look on my face. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. And I swear to God, if he lights up candles, I'm out of there. Rob Black and your money, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. This is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Again, I'll be at Kimball's tonight, 5 to 7. I'm only saying it so many times because I'll be disappointed if two people show up. I will hide and cry like a baby if 100 people show up. I won't know what to do. I am easily accessible. I think I'm a man of the people. I really think I am. I think that I look at people like Jim Cramer, and I know he's ripping you off. 
I know that he, he falls to hype and hyperbole a little bit too aggressively. I know that people like Susie Orman are, are fools. I think she her knowledge of, of financial matters is about an inch deep, mile wide. Now, I know a lot of women listen to this show and they go, but I like Susie Orman. Well, I'll tell you this. You like someone who's ignorant. You like someone who doesn't have a good knowledge base. And I swear to you, if you read one book, you'll have more knowledge than Suze Orman. Anyone who refers to themselves as Suze instead of Susie, uh, don't even get me started with, with Susie Orman. She's the woman who wears like these wild, lacy pants, but instead of wearing them as pants, she wears them as shirts. Like You're like, lady, that should be on your, your bottom half, not your top half. And like She's totally inappropriate. She tries to act all ghetto and black, like, what's up, girlfriend? And when you see a 50... 60, 95-year-old lizard of a human being act like they're a race that they're not, it just feels inappropriate and dirty. When I when I watch Kramer, I need a shower afterwards. When I watch uh, Suze Orman, I have to use that alcohol swabble on my hands. Gotta know what you're doing with your money. You gotta know before you get into trouble, which is why it is so important that you watch the Suze Orman show. So the, really the only reason I do this show is to kind of counter those two people. <laughs> Try to empower you to not listen to them. And I don't want you to listen to me till the day you die. I just want you to listen to me for a period of time. 800-345-5639. Who else stinks in this industry? Clark Howard stinks. He's just a big old douche who, uh, you know, talks about clipping coupons. Uh, Dave Ramsey, he's a, a business in, in hiding. And what I mean by that is he's trying to get your business. And Dave Ramsey, he's great for people who live in mobile homes, but he says a lot of stupid things, like you should buy your house with cash. Hey, listen, Ramsey, you're an idiot. There's good debt, there's bad debt. Good debt, mortgage debt, good debt, um, student debt. Not all debt's bad. But he'll sit there and say, you don't steal Peter, pay Paul. And, like, he'll start using the Bible because, let's face it, Fox News has an audience in this world because they're, they're, they're appealing to people who believe in Jesus. And there's nothing wrong with believing in Jesus, but Fox, that's that's their, their bread and butter. It's the Bible Belt of America. It's it's the people who um, don't necessarily think for themselves. And that's where Dave Ramsey does ultimately his most damage is people who live in trailer parks. Um, who else stinks? Um, Ray Lucia stinks, in my opinion. Uh, Ray Lucia is just an infomercial. He pays $400 an hour for radio. And then he sells you crappy products like private REITs and annuities in order to make his money back. Now, I, I like him on a lot of levels. I do. But I know that he's an infomercial. Let's bring in Heidi. Heidi's Hola. producer of the show. She's multilingual, as you can tell. Como estas? Um, are you bilingual or multilingual? Or both? I'm, I'm fake-lingual. Fake-lingual. Yeah. Okay. So you can get me a... You can probably get me a burrito at Chevy's pretty pretty easily. See. Si. <laughs> Chevy's. Good restaurant, awful restaurant. Guilty pleasure. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Good chips and salsa, good margaritas. Don't stick around for the chicken. Yeah, I I'm, I would eat it. It's fine. I'm totally fine with it. But I don't want people to know that I go there. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well said. So why did you put the headphones on? Because I have an email for you that's pretty good. Sweet. Yeah. It's Heidi's email bag. Woohoo! You ready for this one? Yes. Okay. This one kind of this ties right into what you were talking about a little bit earlier today. So I thought it was really good. Um, this anonymous emailer says, my father recently died and did not have a will or living trust. He has a joint mortgage with my mother and two car loans under his name only. 
can we just keep paying all the loans even though he's no longer around? And if we do, when the debts are paid, who gets ownership? Lastly, should we call all of his creditors and let them know he's died? Please help. We're in dire need of advice. Oh, that's good stuff. First and foremost, when people die, it always stinks because you're trying to get answers that you didn't really need answers for the day before, but suddenly you need them all right now and you need them in the next 30 days, so it, it stinks. Every state has rules that determine who gets what if someone dies uh, interstate. Now, that means without a will or a trust. So the court process, which is where this is all sorted out, it's called probate. And probate's wildly, well, it's, it's public and it's uncomfortable. The surviving spouse is typically the executor or person responsible for settling debts and distributing assets. Mortgages and car loans, they stay with the property that secures them, which means whoever inherits the assets inherits the debt. So dad dies, mom just inherited the mortgage and the car loan. So that's the law. Now, if your dad's estate was small, i.e. less than $500,000, and again, that's that's kind of funny because a lot of people think of wealthy. Oh, I'm wealthy. I got $600,000, Wealth is it depends on how much you spend. But if your dad's estate was small, uh, under 500 k you or your mother may be able to handle the probate process without the help of an accountant. The bigger the estate, the more you need legal help. Now, again, that's not me being air like. You can do a will at LegalZoom, no problem. You are a fool to do a will at LegalZoom if you're worth a couple million dollars. So the more you're worth, the more you want to hire the right professional. Now, if his estate was larger than 500, get a professional. Get what's called a probate attorney. Uh, you can help the whole process along by hiring the right professional. Get you started, and the advice about state laws, they know better than you do. They know better than I do. And ultimately, mom's going to need to notify creditors as well as any sources of income that your dad may have uh, had, such as employers, Social Security, and pension. Um, my best friend lost her husband in a car crash, and to this date, she still has his death certificate handy so that she can prove, oh, this bank account, he's dead it's his name, but I was his wife, therefore I'm allowed to sign checks for him. And every now and then she has to whip it out, and it's not nice, it's not comfortable, uh, but it's a process. And, uh, you know, in my family, my, my we come from five boys and one girl, so my mom really hit a home run by having a lot of kids. She gets a financial expert like me. She gets a lawyer like my brother David. She gets a, a nurturing, caring figure like my sister Susan, who's a, a elementary school teacher. Ooh! Ooh, that's going to be a question on Rob Black Trivia coming up. What's Rob Black's sister do? So anyway, um, so my mom got a lot of professionals that jumped in, and we knew what we were looking for, so to speak. Um, where does this go? Mm, death sucks, and be be prepared for it. So, uh, and if you you got cancer right now, and you got the spouse there, you know, start rallying the people in your life who knows what the the heck they're doing, uh, because the more you know, the, the easier the whole process will be. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. You can always drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Something's happened in the Bay Area that I don't like again. I just saw this story about a home in inner Richmond, half a block from Golden Gate Park. A couple had been outbid on a nearby home. so They, they, they basically put a new offer on a new home, 14% above the asking price. And they got turned down. The Bay Area is back. 
in San Francisco to the bidding wars. Four years after the housing dust blew up, the whole bust, sales of houses and condominiums in the Bay Area jumped 50% in the first quarter from a year earlier level. Median price has risen 5.4%. Median price in San Francisco $685,000. Now, the, the areas around us done pretty good as well. San Francisco's got conditions that are incredibly restrictive of supply. They've got lots of things that can push demand. We have an attractive climate. We have an innovative economy. We have a high quality of life. So some housing markets are a little bit different. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to ever see a correction again. It doesn't mean that we're back to the glory days. But we're now starting to see people bid up. And again, that's good for you. That doesn't mean it's the real value. I bought a home hoping in 10, 20, 30, 40 years that I'm able to sell it to a sucker. I bought a home hoping, and I bought a great street, great school district, great location jobs, hoping that someone's going to pay a premium for it. Because I know I paid a premium for it. So, But we've got to revitalize tech industry right now, and that drove the creation of 1,200 new jobs from February through April. So some of these tech jobs are starting to say, you know what, I'll pay for that house so I can be close to my home, close to my work. So it's just interesting to note, 25 bidders on one home in Golden Gate Heights uh, neighborhood. The offer was 162000 over the asking price. So it went for $930,000, and they thought they were going to get it. 25 bidders. Let's outbid each other and drive prices up. Sweet. Bottom line, San Francisco is unique. we got some unique attributes. Don't get caught up and don't get cocky. Buyers are willing to pay a top dollar now, but we don't know when that's going to end. 800-345-5639, Rob Black and your money. 910 AM. Coming up a little later in the show, I'm going to be talking long-term care insurance, plus i got more content to get to. Rob Black and your money, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. This is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, it's business time. Stories that give us a little bit of insight into what's happening in the economy and why. For instance, Delta Airlines and America Airlines, largest U.S. carriers, they forecast second quarter gains of at least 17%. That ain't too shabby. Industry revenue is rising on demands for higher fares as well as demand for more fares. Passenger revenue for each seat flown is going to be up almost 20%. That's just a stunning number. The airline industry is doing well. It's an industry that turns that's appearing to turn a corner. It's an industry that's telling us a little bit about the economy. You know, when do CEOs fly? Well, when they're confident. When do executives fly and salespeople fly? When there's business to be done. When do you and I fly when there's vacations to be had? So dramatic recovery in business travel is the first thing that we're seeing. Next up, Uncle Sam. He's unlikely to have handouts for newspapers. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission is completing a review at this point in time, saying newspaper companies in the United States don't look for government aid. We got too much going on. We got, you know, the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. We've got banks that we bailed out. We've got car makers that we bailed out. 
we don't have the money for you. The FTC is reviewing more than a dozen ways that the government could assist newspapers. The agencies held public workshops due to publish a report this fall. Ultimately, recommendations are to exclude subsidies or new taxes to support newspaper companies like the New York Times and the Washington Post. Uh, I don't know. As a guy who works in media, I could tell you that, that there's not a lot of news and news. It's a lot of press releases. It's a lot of, let's, hey, CNN did this story. Let's steal this, or let's let's start there. The news that I see is a is an inch deep and a mile wide. There's not a lot of reporting. There's not a lot of brains that go into it. There's a good-looking person that can read it, but not a lot of news. And that's like if you pick up the Chronicle, the San Francisco Chronicle, once was a great newspaper. It once was a great newspaper. And now, today, it's just Associated Press articles. It's kind of like the USA Today. It, it's 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 not not a lot of content. I once said this line and it got me into a lot of heat. Believe it or not, tell me how risque you think this is. It, basically, the, the the nutritional content of the San Francisco Chronicle is a lot like Chinese food. It tastes yummy when you're eating it, but 30 minutes later, you're on the toilet pooping it out. That actually got me some heat once from people from China. Basically saying that that's a slur, and I don't think it is. It was just kind of a, a slur on Chinese American Chinese fast food takeout restaurants where it tastes yummy, but boy, is it greasy. So that's all I got for you on that story. So we're not going to be bailing out the newspapers. And finally, in business time today, Best Buy. They missed by about 14 cents. Their earnings were not good. They basically reaffirmed their 2011 guidance. TV market, pretty soft. Consumer electronic market. Get software uh, sideways. The phone business, up. So what they're telling us is, God bless you, iPhone. God bless you, iPhone. Um, you are the Jesus phone, right? That, it, Jesus phone is helping. So Best Buy saying TV's not doing so good. Consumer Electronics doing okay. But the strength of their business model right now is tied towards the Jesus phone, the Apple phone, anything Apple. Oh, holy mackerel. Have you seen the stock market today? It's parabolic. It's out of this world up 172 on the Dow. It's up 1.7%. The Nasdaq's up 52, sitting up 2.3%. The S&P 500 up 20 points, sitting up 1.8%. We hit a technical bottom. No, 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 no. We hit a, a double bottom, it looks like. If you want to see what a double bottom looks like, don't be looking at women's heinies. If you want to see a double bottom, go to the S&P 500, pull up a six-month chart or a three-month chart, and you'll see a double bottom uh, uh, starting to form from the bounce that we just put in in last week. So we had a chance to go lower. We didn't. We said, you know what? We're drawing a line in the proverbial sand, and we're going to hold this area. Let's talk a little tech talk now. Stifle Nicholas downgraded Netflix today to hold from buy. This stock's been on fire. Like, I almost say, yeah, I, I get why you're downgraded. Sometimes the stock can't just keep running. It just can't. It's gone too far too fast. It needs a breather. Now, again, this is a pretty small company, all things considered. But in the last three months, what do you think Netflix was three months ago? $70. Today, it's $124. And it's all tied towards we watch Netflix on our Xbox. We watch Netflix on our TVs, on our wireless. I got a wireless TV. Woohoo! I'm the coolest guy on my block. I got a wireless TV. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo, you don't. And I can watch Netflix on it. And it's great. It's wonderful. It's it's lovely. And that they, that's a business model because they're off with the mail, off with the stamp. So they no longer need to go after that. But at, when it goes from 70 to 125, 
it's time to say, take a little breather, dude. You done good. So the stock needs to calm down. So what an analyst is saying, let's put it as a hold. And again, earlier this week, let's see, no, it was late last week. My weeks start to run together. I said Netflix is going to be acquired by someone because it's content that we want, i.e. television shows and movies, on our devices that are mobile. The whole fact that they're mobile and they could stream their content is huge. So Stifle Nicholas is downgrading Netflix today. Increasing competition, including a potential subscription video from Hulu. Interesting. I love Hulu. Heidi loves Hulu. Let's say you missed the episode of 30 Rock, the season finale. You can go watch it free of charge. You have to watch a minute commercial, far better than the three minutes of commercial that you have to sit through in standard television. Um, and Hulu, will they will they start streaming it? Will they do a subscription model? Will they get all the networks involved? It's 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 way too early to even you know start benchmarking a guess on this, but it's coming, it's coming. And when that happens, it's going to hurt Netflix. Uno, a little bit. So a little bit. Now there's expectations for upside surprises to current earnings expectations from current subscribers. Netflix. That's another thing that. It's got a full valuation because it's going to be tough to have blowouts. Elsewhere in the world of technology, Apple, they announced a big refresh of the Mac, the Mac Mini. It's entry-level desktop computer. Press release came out with it. It's a quiet refresh. It's an entry-level $999 MacBook. It would have been nice to see a price drop, but nope. They gave you a little bit more, a little bit of a facelift, a little sooner than, than others expected. Um, they've now standardized a new NVIDIA GeForce uh, 320 megabit embedded graphics chip. So they, they throw some more components in that are a little bit nicer. But some people wanted a price point that was a little bit more easier on the uh, pocketbook. So, in, in fact, prices are steady or slightly higher on Apple products. So Apple not cutting prices in any way, shape, or form. Now, we know Apple makes the Jesus phone, the iPhone. We know that's out there. Another company that, that has a direct relationship, direct correspondence to this, is Research in Motion. Um, Research in Motion makes the BlackBerry. In previous years, we called the BlackBerry Crackberries because they were addictive. You always saw people, you know, texting them, the, the, their, their partners, <coughs> their business partners. Um, but anyway, Research in Motion's coming out with a new product shortly, and no one really cares. It's it's interesting the the amount of buzz that BlackBerry can get for Research in Motion nothing. So they got new products coming out in August. They got some tiered pricing from AT and T. You're seeing analysts up expectations a little bit. They've got the BlackBerry 6.0, which is going to help Research in Motion close the gap with a multifunction business consumer product line with Apple. Now the you know research is indicating a solid line of products shipping in the August quarter, but no one really cares. Now. I don't own Research in Motion. I don't want to own Research in Motion. My best guess is that they can't make it on their own. Now, again, just stick with me for a second here. You're going, but, 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 they got the BlackBerry. But HP now has Palm in an operating system. Apple has an operating system. Microsoft has an operating system. My best guess is Research in Motion gets acquired down the road. That's the best way for them to get out of this. If you look at a company like Motorola, they're dead. They're dead in the water. Research in Motion doesn't want to be that. They need to do something about it soon. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Come up in the last segment. I'm going to be talking to Roseanne Angel about long-term care. 
She's with Golden Benefits. That'll be about 10 minutes till the top of the hour. I got some more content to squeeze in before that. Rob Black and your money, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talking. Ooh, don't forget, I'm going to be at Kimball's tonight in the East Bay, London Square, from 5 to 7. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. A couple loose ends that I want to finish up here with before we get to our guest, Roseanne Angel, talking long-term care, long-term care. For those of you over 50, pay attention because it's one of those insurances that you don't really think about. Uh, it's not like the life insurance, which is a little bit more glamorous and a little bit sexier in the world of insurances. The Commodity Futures Exchange today, they voted to approve a vehicle that allows you and I to invest in movie ticket sales or to bet on them. So if you think something's got flop written all over it, you'll be able to short it and go against it. It's a very odd concept. It's one that Hollywood is hating because it may presage the death of a, a film long before it even comes out. First movie traders could you know, bet on is maybe like Sony's Takers. Uh, that one stars Matt Dillon. And you know, as much as you like him... Is he a lead in this day and age? So you're going to be able to bet on movie hits and or flops. Like, if you bet on Avatar, you would have made money hand over fist because it was supposed to be good. So it wasn't supposed to be that good as far as revenues go. So there's going to be more product for you to invest in, and that might be attractive to you. It might not be. I don't really know. One last thing that I want to mention today about the E3. E3 is a big electronic show that's happening right now in Southern California. And today, ESPN said they're going to do a deal with Microsoft's Xbox. And what's interesting here is subscribers to Microsoft's Xbox Live Gold service, it costs about 50 bucks a year. They're going to get access to live sport events at no cost, as long as they subscribe to the Internet service through a cable company that provides ESPN3. Uh, those include Verizon, AT&T, and Comcast, and Cox. Now, this is the first time ESPN has agreed to release the content directly through a device that connects to a television. This puts them in much more competition with Comcast and the cable companies. It's, you don't think of the Xbox, you think of it as a gaming machine. You don't think of it as, uh, you know, having the distinction of, of being media. Now, again, you can get Netflix on it and things like that. So that TV is a gold mine to technology companies. Your TV, my TV, because if they can set something up, whether it be the Boxy box or the Roku box, uh, or the Xbox or the PlayStation 3, having that access, 99% of homes have TVs. We're saturated in computers. We're not saturated in devices hooking up to TVs. Joining me now is Roseanne Angel. Roseanne Angel's got a great name for anything marketing. I mean, come on, you're an angel, right? Um, you can't beat that kind of trust, that, that that kind of name kind of implies. But you do long-term care. Briefly, what is long-term care and who needs it, Roseanne? Well, it's actually long-term care insurance. And nobody ever knows who really needs it. But if you have assets that you have to protect, this is something that's very important because people don't realize how expensive it gets if you don't have the insurance. How expensive is it? Because, for instance, uh, my dad really never needed long-term care. My mother took care of him. He had cancer, died six months later. A lot of that, though, she was his nurse. She changed him and, and fed him and, and helped him with chemo and helped him you know, swallow pills and things like that. Being a caregiver is the hardest job in the world. I don't recommend it to anyone. And I think family needs to be there for the emotional support. But the, the cost of care right now is running over sixty-five, seventy-five thousand dollars $75,000 a year. 
So the cost of the insurance is pennies on the dollar. And it, it, it frees the family up so that the family can take care of their spouse or their loved ones without having to do the day-to-day grind of helping them bathe and dress and feed them and things that you really don't want to do for another person. You want to, but it's really difficult to do. What's interesting to note is with long-term care, like you said, it's sixty to $70,000 per year. It's expensive, especially in the state of California. It's very expensive. And, you know, I, I worked my whole life to get 2 to $4 million saved up. And, you know, it, do the math. It doesn't take that many years to, to eat that away as far as uh, your wealth can get eaten away with, with hospital bills. Your wealth can get eaten away with long-term care and care costs. Well, that's exactly it. People don't realize how expensive it is until it actually hits them or a friend or a family member, and then they find out how expensive it is, or they think that Medicare is going to cover them or possibly the new Obama plan. But none of that is the case. So if you have assets and you want to protect them, you really need to, you know, look into long-term care insurance. It's, It's kind of like the stock market. I was looking at that, you know, like the stock market went down. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. Same thing happens with long-term care insurance. If you don't have any kind of protection in place and you or your spouse should get sick, you could see your savings dwindle, $65,000, a year, and there's nothing you can do about it. I tend to think, and this is the wrong thought, but I tend to think that long-term care, Roseanne, is really for women more so than men. In the average family, the man's slightly older than the woman. The man dies more years before than the woman does. It's the woman who, you know, is all by herself and has no one to pick up the slack and take care of her. How wrong am I that it's more of a woman's insurance than a man's insurance? Well, the thing is, the reason you hear more about women needing it than men is because the women end up taking care of the the man right. at their at home. But how many women can actually pick up a man and bathe them? And how many women really want to pick up a, try and pick up a 200-pound man and take care of him and bathe them that way? Like I said... You want to be there emotionally, but for the physical part of it, the bathing, the dressing, the feeding, it's very difficult to do that. Now, with that said, insurance for life insurance, you get it when you start earning money and you have a wife or a spouse or a kid who needs your income. Disability insurance protects your ability to earn income. Car insurance, you get it when you get a car and start driving in case you hit someone. Health insurance, you get it when you're employed and, you know, it keeps you healthy. And, you know, in case you get something horrible, heart attack, uh, it's it's there to protect you. When do you consider long-term care? Because it's not something you need when you're 20 years old because that's too soon, so to speak. It is way too soon um, unless you have a medical problem. I tell people if they have, you know, certain situations like if uh, a medical problem like diabetes, you might want to look into it sooner because you want to make sure that you're insurable. Uh, but I'm finding that most people that are looking into it are about in their 50s when it's still affordable and they're still healthy. You know, you can still get it in your 60s and 70s and even young 80s. Uh, it makes sense, but you, it also costs a lot more money. So I would recommend pretty much average in the 50s. Now, with that said, let's say, I mean, you're a beautiful woman. You're in incredible shape. Um, you've been doing this for many years. Let's say you were to meet me and my brother. And my brother Dave is in great shape. He's a couple years older than me. You look at me, and I'm I'm morbidly obese. Let's say I'm like 400 pounds at age 40. I probably don't need long-term care because I'm probably not going to make it to the point where I need long-term. I'm just going to fall over dead of a heart attack, and and it's not going to be a complicated battle with cancer. It's not going to be a prolonged stroke. 
or or do you think obese people who have a death warrant hanging over them, you think they're, they're long-term care candidates as well? Where, where do you stand on this? Well, the thing is, if they're that obese, they're not going to qualify for the insurance anyway. Okay. Um, they're not going to be able to get it, so it's sort of a mute point. Now, President Obama is, and I guess my point there is the people that, you know, if they took care of their grandmother or they saw their grandmother live 10 years in a nursing home, if they saw their mom live five years in a nursing home, you're a candidate for long-term care. If you saw both your parents work till the day they die and just drop over dead, probably not as much of a candidate. Again, that's just a quick, easy litmus test, and there's no scientific method behind my angle. It's just that's kind of where I start the conversation with people. Now, Obama's offering free health care. How's he doing as far, Roseanne, as far as, far as offering long-term care? Okay, well, it's not free. Um, with the long-term care plan, it's supposed to start in a few years. There's a lot of problems to it, and, and one of them is that you'll be paying a monthly premium of about 180 to $240 a month, and that automatically comes out of payroll. Uh, you have to be taking it for at least five years before it will even kick in, and then it only pays $27,000 a year. Well, you can you put the inflation on top of that. $27,000 a year pays for nothing. So you're paying quite a bit more for the insurance than if you were to go and get a commercial plan. So it would tell, that tell, is telling the industry is that the people that will be getting it are the people that can't get it in the regular commercial market. So there's some, some issues here of the average policy, what does it cost, what can people be looking for as cost and deductibles. And does it, like I, know that, I know that long-term care, it's kind of a tailored plan. You can get something that you know, takes care of seven days a year. You can get something that takes care of you 70 years in a row. Um, there's all sorts of, of product. And what, what would you say the average person could expect out of pocket? Well, depending on their health, of course, and whether they smoke or not and their age, but I'm finding that the average premium on an annual basis is running around $2,500 a year. And then for a couple, couples are, are getting the biggest discounts. The insurance companies are not. They're making it much harder for single people to afford it. Now, if you're a domestic partner, you can still get the discount if you've lived together for three years or you're a registered domestic partner. But as a single person, um, you're going to pay more. Now, long-term care is one of those insurance that it gets kind of in a wacky area for me, Roseanne, where you almost want an insurance agent who stays on top of the game for you. Um, and what I mean by that is when you need long-term care, you might be pooping your pants. You might be senile. You might not be able to fill out an insurance uh, uh, file. How does that work in your industry when, again, you're dealing with older people who are physically breaking down and sometimes mentally breaking down, and you're dealing with insurance companies who don't typically – in the media, want to honor what the, what they've said they're going to give you? Well, the insurance companies, most of them have what's called a care coordinator. They'll help coordinate the care. And then if a an agency, and I recommend certain agencies, they'll do the paperwork for you. They can do everything. They just need, they'll go into the home. Most people buy this for the home care, not the nursing home part of it. Nursing home, they just send in a bill and it's going to be paid. Most people get this for the home health care part of it. If it, you have a good home health care agency, they'll do the paperwork for you, send it into the insurance company, and then people are reimbursed. So we've got about a minute left. How can people get a hold of you, Roseanne? If they, not, again, it may be the person who's 60 who's listening right now, but it also may be their kids who, who want to have this conversation with their, their parents. Well, I can send them out a free information packet. Uh, they can reach me at Golden Benefits. My, my number is one 800 
1-800-564-9282 or goldenbenefits.com. And goldenbenefits.com, probably the easiest thing for people to remember. And if you can't remember that, then just drop me an email because I'll be here forever. You, you just kind of come and go as you want, Roseanne, but I'm stuck on this show. So people can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Thanks for joining me. It's Roseanne Angel of Golden Benefits. You can also Google Roseanne Angel of Golden Benefits. That'll come up. Keep in mind, I'm going to stop by tonight. Kimball's in Jack London Square from 5 to 7. Hopefully a couple of you will be there. It would be nice to, to meet and greet with you, so to speak. It's rob Black, your money, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I'll be back in 22 hours. You're happy when I'm on my knees. One day is fine and next is black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 